And we are live here at the Last Word Campfire. Thank you guys for joining us on this Thursday spooky evening. We are in spooky season. The wolves are howling. The sound effects are in the tower. And it's just Travis and I. Cognito is not with us. The meta has consumed the Cognito. And uh, currently, I think he's in Ireland for stuff over there. Looks like he's living it up, though. I will say, like, his pictures looks like he's, like... Getting the full pamper treatment over there, so I don't think he's got too much to complain about. It, it took you way too long to get to the part where you said he was in Ireland, because your openings were, he's no longer with us, and the <laughs> meta has consumed him. Those were the those were the two ways you put it before you said he was in Ireland. And I was like, dude, our audience thinks he's dead. For like eight seconds, they think he's dead. Eight seconds, and then I recovered. But well, that is yeah. Travis, sir. How are you doing? What have you been up to? You are... You are famous on the internet right now. You are definitely being quoted and uh, mentioned yeah, in the I mean, places. My review is famous, which is how I prefer to keep it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, any day there's a major review, uh, which I haven't done too many AAA reviews for. Uh, is this your biggest? IGN. Is it my biggest? Destiny is pretty big. I've done yeah. all the Destiny. Okay. Um, that's pretty high up Outside there. Outside of Destiny. Um, Outside of Destiny. There probably is one. Oh, you know what? I've done like a Legend of Zelda game. That's probably pretty good. Okay. Huge. And yeah. Yeah. Some of the some of the anime games are they have like huge audiences, so those blow up. But anytime there's a triple A game and the review score isn't what people are expecting, which I think people are expecting middling scores, and unfortunately it, I it am got them. afraid to say that the situation is much worse. <laughs> uh which we can talk about later on. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh that my life has been very uh very hilarious today. <laughs> Even like I saw Destin going to bat and people are, and he's just like, fine, you can look at our reviews and everybody else's. You want to spend your 60 or seven? Go nuts. Like at a point. Destin hates it even more than I do. That's Destin. I, I played multiplayer with him for uh, certain parts of it. I actually helped him beat the game. Cause I finished it before him. And, uh, he he like hate he thinks it's a three or a four. He's like very harsh on that game. And I'm like, yo, I don't think it's that bad. But also I don't think Destin has played too many actually terrible games, so his frame of reference is a little skewed. Well, he's probably I've not seen. he's not had to wade into the nerf legends too much. So he's That's probably right, still right. a little sheltered. He's in an ivory tower. It's like that guy who said that Deathloop was his least favorite game that year. Oh, Matty plays, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't understand my pain. Yeah, no, that's that's a different level right there. Well, what's up to everybody in chat? Thank you for joining us this evening. We do want to talk about other games, but I actually kind of want to save those for the second half since I know some of you guys do come here for the Destiny show, much less our wonderful faces. <laughs> some. some. Some people just want to see our wonderful faces and listen to us chat away about whatever it is. But I know some of you guys at least come here for the Destiny. And as that is at least a little poignant, as we've got some things to say about that as well, I figure we would actually jump in pretty quick. Um, so we're going to kind of do the show in a reverse order of like, what have we been up to and playing? Switch it. We're just going to jump into Destiny. And this week kicked off Festival of the Lost. Kind of. It took about 12 hours to really officially get kicked off because everybody was on hold for a little while in that initial quest up. So when it started, it launched and you had the quest of it. Talk to her, get a piece of candy. Oh, piece of candy. Oh, piece of candy. That's what I've been doing for, I'll be doing for like three weeks. But, and then you get your first set of spectral pages like we got last year to fill up this lore book, but we could not convert them. And you could do nothing else. No seasonal challenges. And if you were farming, you were kind of wasting your time. So it did not get off to a great start. Now, they did fix it in about 
10 hours, I would say. So definitely somebody who's working overtime in the IT department, I would guarantee. Um, but I kind of wanted to just get your thoughts that this is a seasonal event. And the main quest to start the whole thing bugged from the get-go. Now, everybody can give things a hard time. But how do you think that happens for, I would probably say, like 90% of the players? Because I heard if you didn't do the event last year, theoretically you could progress. But if you had done it before, I think those were the people who were screwed. So, I don't know, maybe 50% since there's so many new players in the game. But Yeah, I mean, I saw there were issues, so I just didn't log on the first yeah. day. I started playing yesterday, and I, I played quite a bit yesterday just to get my my uh, the ball rolling on it. And so I could talk about it here on the show. But, um, yeah, I... I don't think that's the worst thing about the event. I'll just put it that oh, way. Oh no, we'll we'll get to that. I think I think the way the way it started and the fact that they fixed it right away, I think, is not that big of a deal to me personally. But uh, there are plenty of other issues that I am gonna have strong words for yeah. later on. So we'll, well, apparently, even like Ducky, who I know is like crazy raider, obviously in Lord Cognito's clan, and so it wasn't for everybody. I think Astacross got to play a decent amount. Mine was bugged, so my issue was. You go to do the haunted sector after you get a couple of pages and you're supposed to convert those from spectral, which are spooky pages, to manifested pages that actually have words and lore on them and then come back and put them in the book. And then you would basically be done and be able to go off and farm and work on all the challenges. But that initial quest was bugged. Maybe it was 50% of the player base, but that still, that, that begs the question. And even now when you go into the lost sector, I do, and it says all spectral pages manifested right when I start. That still works, but the debuff is still there. So it's something something weird is going on with the manifested pages or some weird carryover trigger from I don't know what it is. I'm not a developer, armchair developer at you know, at worst. So it's kind of one of those things. It didn't get off to the greatest start. But I want to get your thoughts on the what is your biggest gripe about the event? Let's start there. See if you can see if you can make this a list. What is your what is your biggest gripe? My favorite child, or in this case, <laughs> least favorite least child. favorite child. Uh, yes, I guess my least favorite thing is that it is an identical event to last year. That last year was free, and this year they want you to pay for it. That to me is nuts. That's like the biggest miss on my in my opinion. Like it is identical to what you got last year, and last year you got it for free. This is not a, a a a trend that I like, so that would be the first thing that I have a problem with. Okay, and probably the biggest. So mine isn't even as much that. Mine is from last year. Mine is because they want you to run one of the challenges is thirty five. The ninety second, the first time I okay. So you, I get to play on Tuesdays like right at reset, along with all the crazy people who are, you know, play the game too much. And you can tell on Tuesday at reset the quality of player versus, I don't know, Saturday afternoon. It's a different group of like skill and like motivated focus. So when I jumped in on Tuesday, first one I did, we were done in like we had almost two minutes to wait. So it hit me really early and I was like, okay, so basically what happens is you go into the haunted sector and you kill the big headless ones. Like you can see on the video, big purple pumpkin heads. You can kill up to 10 of those in the time allotted. But once you're done with 10, it doesn't just transition you to the boss phase. You wait for the timer, no matter how much time is left, two minutes, 90 seconds, 60 seconds, you just sit there and wait. 
And this was the exact same issue that was there last year that I feel like they said they were looking into. And, and I think Paul even uh, tagged, asked like a reply today and Leanna replied to say uh, it's being investigated. And I'm going, still? It, it's still being investigated a year later. And I typically, I don't want to. There are certain things I try not to say about developers because I know they work hard and typically do certain things. I know everybody's like, oh, QA didn't find this thing. They for sure probably found it. It just didn't get prioritized, whatever it may be. This one hurt me though, because it like, I hate using the word, but it felt lazy. It felt to a point when it says the team is currently investigating the 60 to 90 second timer thing from last year, that feels like that should have been fixed in the last year. So that's the one that's the worst for me. Yes, it's grindy. Yes, it's the other things. And we'll get to the details of that. And I understand you're got to pay for something that was free before, theoretically, kind of. But you don't technically have to pay. At least the cosmetics are either an Eververse or it's a... Don't you? No, you don't. <laughs> In I mean, theory, that stuff was probably just in Eververse, and now it's a group of things in Eververse that are condensed into 10 bucks. That's pretty much all you, I see those event cards what as. What do you get out of doing the, what are they, what are they, triumphs? Event the challenges or something like that. Yeah. Event challenges. What do you get out of doing those if you don't buy the, pay the money? Nothing. But what would you get out of doing the triumphs for, if you just went for the seal? Nothing. Well, they... I mean, they used to give you items when you completed the triumphs. In fact, they still do. Well, yeah, they do give you some stuff for opening the pages, so yeah. that stuff's still there. Just so not all. Even more, my my bet would be that the items that you get in that book came out of the triumph. You know it's I mean? possible. I don't know. On that's, last that's year, what I think is happening. I mean, who knows? They, maybe they just made more than they normally do, or something. I, but I, to me, it feels like. I'll just put it this way. The event is extremely aptly named Festival of the Lost because I feel like Bungie's really lost when it comes to live events. I feel like the players lost a lot of content that they, that it, that they shouldn't have for uh, an event that was already pretty light to begin with. And now it's I mean, I know that they've reissued years in the past, but I don't think that they've done it so egregiously where like the bugs were the same to your point. Yeah, they didn't even fix those. Right. There were always like small quality of life improvements. And this feels like. They copy pasted. The monetization is worse. The, uh, you know, it, it, there's just so much of I, also, I feel like the grind is worse. Maybe I'm misremembering how bad last year was, but it, it just feels about the same. The, the 35 haunted sectors is like a number I don't specifically remember, but yeah, a lot of it's still that. But I mean, the seal has new things to grind for. So when you go to guild the seal, you need like 35,000 candy. I'm like, I don't know how long that's going to take. So the grind, it, it feels like there's, <clears throat> the grind feels longer, I think, because of the event challenges, as opposed to because there's certain ones where it's like get a certain number of kills, do this stuff in strikes. It's not <clears throat> go farm the pages farm the pages as fast as possible and then just convert them. There's more different options if you're trying to complete the book, which almost like stretches the grind out a little bit more because one of them is do playlist activities. And that one you gotta run like 25 strikes, crucible matches, or gambit. And then there's one, there's there's that one, and then there's also one where it's go run Vanguard Ops or Catch Crash or Crucible or Gambit, and I'm like, don't do Catch Crash because that should be a strike, so it helps with the other one, yeah. and then the other two go into that one, but those two will be done before the other one's like even remotely close, so it's still yeah, weird exactly. on that. Yeah, I, I feel, um, I feel like uh, 
Festival of the Lost used to be really cool in Destiny because it was almost a celebration of that year. <clears throat> like all the masks were related to that year and the way you completed the objectives was by doing things that were sort of like rituals and callbacks to things players had done. Like, oh, go ahead and uh, wear the Atheon mask and jump off a cliff, right? Like, oh, everybody <laughs> remembers when we all killed Atheon by pushing him off the cliff. And so you earn a, an Atheon mask out of that. Um, and I, I feel like it has since just become a really frivolous activity where nothing really is a celebration of destiny. It's just more grinding of, of existing things. They make money off of cool outfits and admittedly super badass uh, mecha armor that, that, you know, I, I was able to purchase thankfully with my, um, with my uh, bright dust. Um, but I, I j it just feels like they really lost the spirit here in an attempt to make it more, I guess, more feel like more like uh give you stuff to do right because yeah it's like a checklist it just is a different yeah it's now. like a checklist because before it wasn't really like hey here's all the stuff you have to do it was just sort of like hey this is kind of a fun thing for a couple days and destiny and uh for the players and that sort of thing and and now it feels like it's sort of it got uh it got projectized you know like they were really were like time to make this a whole like project and this year they just copied copied their own work from last year which is really disappointing yeah i think uh can't remember who said it tassie checked his thoughts on it early because i sent him messages like oh so we traded a couple dms and then his was saying like there's one one new lost sector i think one you do some on the moon you do some on nessus you do some on edz or cosmodrome and you're going to run enough of those that you're it's that's all going to blend together. But yeah, it's like it is a very copy the exact same issues it had before, bring it forward, add a longer checklist to it than we had previously. Now maybe they made more cosmetics and put those in the event card, but it does feel like now you've got to either spend money or a large chunk of bright dust on the mech armor, which half the people voted for, half the people wanted the monsters. Titans, I will say, we won the, the mech armor. We we got the cool armor because the Gundam armor for Titans wins. If you don't love the Hunter or the Warlock, if you don't love the Hunter or the Warlock, you can get it, especially the Warlock, I would say, is the weakest. The Hunter has some potential. Titan, they nailed. Like, that is straight up a Gundam, like 100%. So I'm like, I'm good with that. But even if you guild the title for the event, you can't earn it that way. There is no other way. And again, that's how the Eververse works. It's going to be... Bright Dust, which you can accumulate and spend every so often, or you can spend some money for an armor set that an artist built. And I... That is how it's going to work. It's probably not going to change. Like, Dado had his thoughts out there today, and he's just like, it's the Eververse, it's not going to change, just get used to it, that's what's going to happen. It just would be nice if there was something. Like, even somebody in chat when I played, and it was kind of broken, was like, the masks... None of the masks you can even, like, transmog to be universal ornaments. Just to be goofy, you can't make them a universal ornament. They only attach to the haunted mask or whatever it is, and you can't use them as an or a universal ornament later on. Which I'm not a big fan of either, because I think one of the masks you can buy for silver. Like, you're telling me I'm going to spend silver on something that I can't actually use universally the whole time? That doesn't yeah, feel right. Just, it, you can only apply it to masks, right? I was not a fan of that either. But yeah, like I would say my biggest issue was the timer. I mean, the they have you they are pretty generous with the guns, I will say, because every time I run a haunted sector, 
it's two or three weapons every time. Now, some of the, like horror story doesn't seem to have the origin trait, but the other three seem to. They give you a god roll sniper when you finish the quest. Like that's what did you think about that, by the way? Because that was bugged for me, but then when I finished the quest, it seems like that went through. So I did end up getting a copy of like the opening shot, snapshot site, range. Did you get did you do you feel that took anything out of it for some people? Be like, here's a PvP god roll sniper when you finish. Like you don't even have no, to I grind think, much for it. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the better moves they made because uh I personally don't like doing the same thing over and over again for very little reward. And if I weren't determined to get, you know, all the emotes in the game and all of the masks, because I happen to have all the other masks, then I probably would have just not logged on again. And I think that it's probably a a mercy that they included a way for players to just get the weapon they want and then log off if they want, which uh, I was tempted to do. I almost just said, you know what? Get your sniper and go. I did this last year. I almost just said, you know what? I can say I played Festival of the Lost, but then I looked at some of the other stuff and I was like, all right, look, I'm going to try to do like three of these Lost Sectors uh, a day and I'll see if I can beat it in like two weeks. And if it takes me more than that, then, you know, I'm probably just going to miss out and have to live with it. That's my thinking. Yeah. It's exciting, man. Remember when you used to be excited about the seasonal events? I mean, it does feel, yeah, they, they feel like they have a different take. Uh, it was either, it might've been guardian games or, uh, solstice when I when you could actually get a decent run at going for some of the armor that was like very well, specifically statted that felt like it had more of a purpose. This really doesn't have anything like that. At all. There's not much armor that you're going to carry over. The mask is so temporary. Even the ornaments for the mask are temporary, which you can spend silver on. I don't love that either. And then it comes around to same event as we had last year. Go to the go farm the pages in all the public events or investigation missions or strikes or whatever you're going to do and then go run even if you are decent about conversion. Like if you say you get like 12 or 13 or something like that each time You have 194 pages that you need to convert. And if you get 12 on average, that's still 16 that you need to do. And then if you want to complete the challenge, you have to basically do double that or more technically because it's 35. So by the time you get around to 35 of those, you are going to be so done with everything else. It's not even going to matter. It 30, the 35 haunted sectors. Yeah. The 35 haunted sectors. You'll be done with everything by the time you get around to that one. So it's just like, why does that have to be so? Why is it 35? Why not make it somewhere in line with the other stuff? You're like, okay, I need 194 pages. At a minimum, you need you get 10 every time if you kill all the guys. If you don't tag some of the other ones, you'll get about 10. So what about why not make it 20? At least have it line up with the event. It's always weird yeah. things to me when it comes to certain triumphs don't balance out. It was the thing with Iron Banner bounties for the longest time. But like three of the bounties you'd be working on would kind of progress generally about the same. And then one always takes everybody twice as long to do. And it's this will be the thing. I'll be done with everything else. And then I'll be have this one thing where I just have to run it over and over and over just to check that final box. So it's just some of those balancing things that come across as well. But yeah, it's like for the event itself. I mean, some people are going to want to page farm. I did a video over that. I did a video over some of the you know, trying to be as optimal as possible, whether you're a solo player, whether you're a group, people are just checkpoint farming and stuff of that nature. And maybe that's the thing. They know people are just going to checkpoint farm the pages and, you know, run it as a group, but then they can't even have the actual event itself, the 
haunted lost sector. They can't fix the one bug in there that pissed everybody off. That's the one. I just keep coming back to that one. Cause if you're going to run it that many times and it's just going to, if you, the faster you are, the more you have to sit around and wait. And it's just like, it's a big sigh moment. I think for me. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've probably exhausted it. I think, uh, I haven't seen anybody that feels particularly good about this. So I don't know if us like even uh, waxing philosophical about how uh, disappointing and uh, in need of repair some of these um, seasonal events is really helpful to people. I think we all kind of know what the what the rub is here. It's just it's really a letdown. Yeah, I, I think, think these uh, always um, they always highlight the issues with the core playlists. We haven't had that big change. Oh, yeah. to, we haven't had Dude. that big change to like PVP in a long time. So then if you're stuck doing that, you're like, yep, seen these maps for a while. Strikes. I've run these strikes for years now. And it's like, yep, I will just mindlessly go through them. Thank God one of the days was um, heavyweight. So I'm just sitting there blowing everything up as I run through as fast as possible, leaving some people in the dust. And I mean, this week is, you know, if you want to do your Vanguard reputation, so you're trying to work on your seasonal challenges, you could do a few extra strikes in there and have it that way. But just generally when you and you go and then you're like, do I do Gambit? I already did way too much Gambit this season. So I actually but, did a match of Gambit last night. One. I was. Wow. Test, I was, one. Yeah, I was just one match. I mean, that's a that's a cap for me because <laughs> uh, I was trying to see, like, what is the most efficient time wise? And I was like, is Gambit more efficient time-wise than a Crucible match? And, you know, I tried that out. It's a little bit of a gamble because uh, it's a Gambit. Uh, because you you could you could get a really close match, and then that'll take, like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. But if yeah. it's something that's really quick, uh, you can get in and out. So I was considering just running Gambit. But after one match, I was like, ah, I can't do this. Yeah. And well, Gambit and Crucible don't even... Those seem to, like, go three to four on pages. And then strikes are four to five. So even of those three, you got to run an X number of Crucible and Gambit for one of the challenges. Strikes are, are the more efficient route. Of those three, probably just because it's so mindless. Just because it is a whole W. Strikes long? Aren't some strikes longer than a Gambit match by a lot? Well, I mean, it's as you said, it kind of depends which yeah, gambit match do you get versus which strike do you get. But on the I like, I don't know if I ever you can't get five to drop from crucible or gambit and you can get four to five even just on vanguard ops so for me even the chance of like is it one or two minutes longer but i have a chance at on average more pages even if it's like four and a half or something like that it's probably just a hair faster so that was just my opinion but again everybody's going to find what's easy for them if you just want to do crucible all day go nuts but you need to do Strikes some, you need to do Crucible and Gambit some, and then you just need to live in one of those activities until you check that box. I don't know if I have it. I was like, I was trying not to just bash on it too much, but I feel like we uh, we got it all out. Huh? Probably got most yeah. of that out fairly quickly. I, I was, honestly, I'll probably still just do Crucible because I can't imagine doing strikes for that long. I can't imagine doing 25 strikes. I, that seems like it would make me make my soul leave my body. I'd probably just mix it up some. Just like do a little bit here, do a little bit That's there. A good idea. Yeah. Good idea. I was like, for me, I'm actually not that far away from gilding Gambit this season on accident. Cause I had my one stu I had my one crazy like week where I played a bunch of it because it was like bonus reputation. And then all of a sudden it was building on itself. And I was like, all right, let me just like 
plow through and knock this out. So I got Cry Mutiny when I did that. And then I looked over and like four of the six gilding things for... I can't even remember what the seal is. What is the Gambit seal called? Uh, this tells you how much I think about um, it. Oh no, I know this one because I have it. The Gambit seal is called... Is chat is chat gonna beat you? No, no, no! Don't let chat shut up. I got this. <laughs> they're Gambit gonna they're gonna say it before you can. Call, um, Durgen, Dredgen, Dredgen, Dredgen. So Sorry, I'm not that it. far away from gilding that, so I may as well get the at least one of the pips at some point, and then be done with it, since I can actually say I gilded the gilded that one. But yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of the same. If you're looking for Jurassic Green can get Incandescent. It can get Golden Tricorn. So there's a couple things that that Pulse Rifle can do. Incandescent on a Pulse, I don't think I've got. So it's like, if I can get one with Incandescent, I'll probably take it and run. They gave you a Sniper Rifle. Um, strikes feel so brain dead. Indeed. Like, I'm not arguing Strikes feel brain dead, but that's... You could, like watch an episode of a show while you hold W through a strike. Like it's not hard to do. That's more why it's like, if it's Gambit, if it's PVP, I feel like I should be a little more into it. But if, yeah, if you want to just like check out strikes are probably an easier way to do that. Just my opinion. I think we got it guys. Dredgen. Thank you all. Definitely. <laughs> just Se dredging. 17 chats later, right. just all dredging. Uh, yep. We got it. Well, I didn't get it right. Okay. I, I could I actually you know what's funny is I thought I was super close and then somebody wrote you know dredgen or durgen as a thing and I went oh wow I was nowhere near like I, I would have never guessed that <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was it was not coming to me that was just that had left my mind we also got an update on Tuesday to kick off festival lost but it actually had some of the changes we talked about some of the ones with like bows and pulses and scouts one of the things that did not happen though was rangefinder did not have its like auto aim fall off distance changed like that patch or that didn't make it into the patch somehow. So sidearms are just stupid right now. So if you do enjoy sidearms, they are slightly busted in PVP. And if anything still has range finder on it, go have fun with it until they fix it. Um, most everything else that was supposed to change did go through. I was trying to see, they did a couple of things like, Ruffians will no longer despawn when the drill phase ends. Additionally, their spawn rate has increased by 7%. What does that mean? What does that even mean? Like, we're already mad that if you actually are efficient at the thing, you're going to skip the phase where they spawn. So the fact that they don't despawn doesn't matter if you're still efficient at the activity. But now they increase their spawn rate by 7%. Well, I, I think people wanted more Ruffians, right? Because they're trying to get Oh, I know they do. Really but I'm like, it, yeah. what is... What does it mean when they, is it just the random ones in the things are up by 7% up that thing by like 50%. It's already painful. Oh, you're it's not enough. No. And sense. why is it just, what is 7% in relation to, is it relation to 0.1% chance that you'll see one in the middle of a run anyway? It feels, it's such a, it's like increased by 7% with, what was it before? What is it now? What are the actual thing? Like we're this far into the season. Just make it nicer than they won't despawn and then they increase them. But 7% is like Bungie's magic number. I feel like that's why they picked it. I couldn't think of anything else. Bungie's number is seven. And I'm just like, did Maybe? you just pick seven for entertainment value? Because there wasn't another reason to raise it by 77%. That would have been fun. They could have raised it by 777% and I would have been okay with it. But 
So yeah, that was changed. Uh, they did a couple tweaks to Eruption. Um, nothing major, though, generally, I would say. Duality was supposed to be fixed, but then I saw on Twitter that people are still having issues with the bells killing you, so I can't confirm either way on that one. Is I was like, I don't know if duality technically works. In the patch notes, it says that it should be fixed. I haven't had really an issue with the bell killing me, or maybe I have it, I just haven't paid attention to it, but... Some people are saying it's still killing them, so I don't know. So the thing where you accidentally set off the bell or whatever? Not the accident. It's not going to get like the, the oh, bell switching like kills you, I think. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't done that since I got the uh, the exotic. So. Oh, I still don't have the exotic, but I have, just haven't run it that much between other things. I still The last exotic I'm missing is the King's Paul one. I need Touch of Malice. No. Nice. Somebody, run, somebody run the raid with me. We need a we need a reason. You can put that out on Twitter and have a group running in no time. I'm sure you could. Let's do it, guys. Let's get a group for me. No, but I wanted to. I've 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 been watching and thinking this more and more. And the way this this event came out, yeah, Ducky's got you. You're good. The way this event came out, the way they keep working on fixes for like the Bell of Conquest killing people or other things. Do you still feel Lightfall is going to hit February, whatever it is, or do you feel? But I've never thought that you did. I know you and I both did, but (laughs) I I still think I think that uh, it's going to be 18 month release windows. I I think that's got to be what they do. The the way I watch more and more things having bugs right now, I feel like they just need to take their time because I feel like they they're almost forcing themselves on this consistent like content cycle in three month seasons. And here's a seasonal event. But the seasonal event comes out with a broken quest, a bug from last year. I'm like, seasonal event from last year where you didn't make that many changes is broken. And you expect me to think that Lightfall is going to come out in 12 months. I'm not saying they haven't been working on it for a while, but it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like enough time. And this is going to be, it was 13 months for Shadowkeep, 14 months, and then 15 months for Witch Queen. So they've delayed each one of them, and now all of a sudden Lightfall is going to like shorten everything up by three months for the next expansion. I just don't... I will believe it when I see it, but I'm you are not going to surprise me at all if they're like, we need to delay Lightfall by approximately three to six months. I'd be like, yep, 100% believe it. Now, I don't I know. I can't believe that they announced it for the time window they did. I honestly thought for sure that they were going to put no release date for just it. Just because- like spring... Give you like yeah, a vague. I, I thought they'd say that, or they'd say you know, like they would just put the year that it's yeah, twenty twenty three, and we're like, all right, fine. They're giving themselves yeah, I'm a little. Surprised they, they put a time. I think maybe because they wanted to do pre orders. Maybe you can't do a pre order until you have some kind maybe, of release uh, without date. a date. I no idea. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I wonder I've, if that's actually it. I don't think it is because I th- I think I have definitely pre ordered games that didn't have an official time, but yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. I I I don't can't think of a specific example. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they give it a date. It doesn't seem realistic. We know nothing about the game. Though. No. I haven't been to the Bungie office since COVID started. I have no idea what's going on over there. I have no insider information anymore. We'll see. It will come out with just uh, just without a QA pass. And that's the thing I do want to say. Like QA is something that Bungie actually does take seriously. And QA probably finds most of what you see. The question is... Can they actually track down the bug? Can it get prioritized? Can it make it into a launch? What? How many bugs there are? What is the order of what's... What is a game-breaking thing? And sometimes they are. And what is something where, like, hey, we can just deactivate an exotic that we launch and fix it later. 
So I was like, I bet you QA finds damn near all of that stuff, I would imagine. Now, yeah. the fact that Festival of the Lost wasn't fixed for a year, I have questions about that one specifically, because that was the same thing. But more often than not, I would imagine with a big, how can I say Bungie takes QA seriously? They clearly don't. I don't want to get into an argument right now, but there is a lot of testers and things that go into the game. And it ask any studio probably that has ever like talked about QA or any developer, anybody who interviews them. It's usually not that QA doesn't find stuff is what I've generally heard. Now, I'm not saying nobody's perfect, but I've, I've generally heard that QA more often than not finds things. It's where the priority falls in trying to implement the fixes. QA can probably be like, yeah, this is broken. Here's the error. Then somebody has to go in, figure out the code, not break the spaghetti code, make sure they don't break 14 other things to do it, prioritize it ahead of development and other things and all that other stuff. Like, that's where I don't think QA needs to be thrown under the bus, in my opinion. I could be totally wrong. There's also a difference between taking QA seriously and doing it perfect or or even well, honestly. Like, you can take something seriously and not do well. We also talked a while back about the lost Jira ticket that I think exists for some of these. I think that some of these have been on their checklist for a while, and people are just like, oh, right, yeah, we forgot to assign that ticket to someone. There's always those sorts of uh, hitches, um, especially now that they're working remote. You know, I'm, I personally uh, wonder if them working remote is going to make content a lot slower or a lot more unstable. That's just my personal, uh, you know, question mark for me. But uh, it does make things harder. Makes communication harder. Makes uh, when you're not in the same office with somebody, makes things go a little slow, more slowly, uh, in my experience. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I am nervous about Lightfall. That's what I will say. I'm a little nervous. It it. I was like, I appreciate playing Bungie because it still feels good when you got to click ahead. It explodes. The guns feel good. Those are always there. But I'm with you. Like, as we've been going through Season of the Risen and then Season Witch Queen wasn't perfect by any stretch. But then we had Season of the Haunted had its share of bugs. And now this season for sure has had its share. Gur Falcon was disabled for eight, nine weeks. And that's the exotic of the season that you're going to get to play for half of it. Um. It does seem that it's one of those situations where I am nervous about the one year time frame. I will I will I think that's probably the best way for me to phrase it. I am nervous about the one year time frame giving them enough time to put out a polished expansion. Because if the seasons are telling at all, then I I worry about the amount of time they would have to polish a full expansion. Because it's not gonna be small. They never they're never small. There's a lot of stuff in there, and it's just Kind of difficult to picture in a year when the last three have taken taken progressively longer. So that's where I'm at. And again, for those of you guys playing Devil's Advocate, do they take QA seriously if they don't take extra time to fix it? And that's that's a fair question. Is like where where is everything in all this process? I can play an armchair developer, product manager, QA product, like whoever all these people are. It's like I don't I'm not in their role doing it. But again, my question usually is. Can a bug be identified is one thing. Can someone fix it, prioritize it? There's a lot of other things that happen after you say, here's a bug. There's a lot of other things that happen afterwards. So that's why put painting it just on that QA person, I don't feel is like totally fair. That's all I was getting at, basically. Yeah, or pinning any of these problems on a specific person. Yeah, it's like, I mean, how... What are they up to? A thousand people at Bungie probably now? Do you think they're up that big? No, because I think... 
the biggest studios right now are like 700 people, I think. Okay. Because I feel like at one point, I know they've hired a ton of people. Like you just watch on Twitter. It's like new, 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 new constantly, which is cool to see them hiring a bunch of people. We now figure out that they're potentially working on another IP, which we have a little more details on, which we'll talk about here in just a bit. But. Oh, yeah. Forgot we need to talk. Yeah. Bungie has 900 employees. 900? 900. Where'd you find that? Or just Googled it. No, there you go. So close to 1,000. But again, as we've said. But those aren't developers. I think when I said uh, 600, 700, I think I'm talking about pure developers. That is a lot, though, still. But now we have to wonder possible new IP. Still don't know if there's a third one that's like unrumored and other things out there. Um, But yeah, it's like, so we don't know how many. Then you have a live team. Then you have the team working on expansions. And then how they are divided up. It's, it's well, interesting. And yeah. Because they were an independent studio. They also had to hire like PR people and you know, the HR and people that have nothing to do with game development. So I, I imagine that that's a fair chunk of their employees. Well, I guess with the world of destiny, is there much more to talk about on destiny at the moment? Uh, there's oh, there was one to talk about that's not destiny. Hold on. Is... No, before we get there, there was one patch note. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on this because they mentioned the weapons that are going away from the playlists at the end of this season. So the Excellent. Forge's Pledge Pulse Rifle, Wristwalker Shotgun from Iron Banner. This is the last mm-hmm. season you'll be able to acquire those. Trials of Osiris, Aisha's Embrace Scout Rifle, which I feel like just got here, by the way. That's very odd that that's like here and gone. Interesting. Reads regret linear fusion. They're probably so that one goes. So if you're looking for one of those still, stasis linear. And then for nightfall, silicon neuroma and duty bound. I don't know how long each of these have been around, but they are supposed mm-hmm. to be going away. Below that, they mention, and literally all they did is give us a name of a feature. For season 20, which is lightfall, we're going to be introducing legacy focusing. What do you think that means? I think it means you can focus farm weapons that aren't in the current season meta. Makes sense. Yeah, to get high stat rolls for those stuff. Um, more specific rolling. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if they're going to do any crafting of, say, like your silicon. But like the, a lot of the things that come as like a silicon aroma, I guess you could craft those because those have perk pools to them. So maybe there's I don't crafting. Think it's crafting. I think it's the other thing. The thing so like umbrals, like umbral focusing. Yeah, for okay. the umbral season, except for you can do it for stuff that isn't in the current season. Yeah. box. that'd be my guess. And they have some of those right. things going on in this season. Like you can go do like a Soros one, or you can do some of those. And maybe it's just yeah, dump all the legacy stuff. Whether it's like I should, all this stuff might be in there, and I wonder yeah, how I big that like, pool is going to be. You know, Rahul will have like. Uh, an icon that's like, you know, high stat armor roll on a legacy armor set, high stat, you know, uh, whatever on this roll. And then you can just pick one. That'd be my guess. Probably some sort of extra page or menu that lets you do something like that. Yeah. It's just funny. They look pretty, we're, we're not quite ready to share details about it yet, but here's the name of a, fi- a thing so you can churn on it for a little bit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> legacy things are potentially going to be focusable. Do with that what you will. Uh, but still speaking of Bungie, there is a rumor that seems to have hit the Twitterverse 
today. And the big rumor, if you don't want to hear about the rumor, hey, right on cue. You're welcome. Thanks, thanks guys. Appreciate that. It's my new site, Tinderhot. I'm, uh, we rebranded again, so. You re yeah, just, you got to make sure you mix it up just a little bit so you can get around all those uh, blocking things. So, yeah. uh, Those are fun and right on cue. Can I comment on the number of bugs recently? We kind of just spent about 40 minutes talking about all the bugs recently. So, yes, there are a lot of bugs. We are a little worried about it. The time frame for Lightfall feels tight. So we will just see how it goes. Um, but new details on Bungie's Marathon. Theoretically, one of their old IPs. They're going back to the well, pulling an old IP, but kind of reworking it. So they say the rumor via Jeff Grubb, Again, take all of this with all the grains of salt that you like. Uh, a project in partnership with NetEase. Not surprising because we do know they got the $150, $160 million investment from NetEase. Kind of figured that was for a mobile game, which still could be a thing. But maybe this is a combination of more of that. They describe it as very Tarkov-like, which is go in, like try to stay alive as your team, and then extract whatever it is you and your team go in with. Big focus on no load times, very minimal queue times, likely free-to-play, live service. Not a shock on live service because we know Sony wants live service That's IPs. What That's what Highly they do. customizable character. It's not a bad thing. And authentic Bungie FPS. If they can nail the shooting experience in a different IP, that alone will just be impressive because, you know, Halo Bungie has a track record of feeling good. So yeah, they how still could they not nail the shooting. I was like, if not, then I don't know. Yeah, it's like I don't know if they could release a game, especially if it's a shooter from Bungie that doesn't have a good shooting experience. But I was curious your thoughts on. I don't know damn near anything about Marathon. I don't know if you do, but the feeling of like a Bungie Tarkov live service free to play thoughts. <laughs> about what I expected. Okay. It's about what I expected they were working on. I, I figured they were going back to basics. I figured it would be multiplayer centric since that's the main thing that uh, Destiny 2 is kind of lacked and is obviously not the focus on. Um, and free to play, not surprising. I think, I think Destiny should be free to play. Maybe think about doing that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the. I'm hoping that it's an arena shooter. I hope they're going back to their the real roots about uh you know competitive multiplayer rather than sort of like a hero shooter or something more overwatchy. I'm hoping that they don't do that, but it says customizable yeah. characters, so that does feel like more of what you're saying, not hero, more yeah. your own guy. Yes. Um, now I, you I might gonna... be able you might be able to make that argument that you know all the skins that you buy in Fortnite makes your character customizable, but I don't know if that's maybe. You know but I mean? it it does it wouldn't feel like the Bungie way with what we've got exactly. currently. But I I think my initial reaction to seeing this rumor was okay, cool. That might be a game for me, Bungie shooting uh, multiplayer game. I I'm I'm interested. But you know who it's more a game for than me, Sony. Because it has all of the tick marks for what Sony does not have in their portfolio. Yeah. Shooters, free-to-play games, live service, yada yada, not story-based. Uh, and I think Sony probably saw this game and factored that probably heavily into their purchase, to their uh, plan to buy it. So, um, yeah, I'm a Destiny fan. I hope it does well. I'm a Bungie fan. I'll probably play it. I'll definitely play it. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Talk it's like, it of course we'll, show. of course we'll play. Um, 
Especially if it's free to play. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I think it'll be a PlayStation exclusive. I would, I, I would see that potentially. I know Bungie said they wanted their creative freedom to make what they want to. And then it said destiny would probably still be published everywhere. But if it's a free-to-play thing, they've already mastered crossplay and everything else. I don't know if they do an exclusive on that one, though. I know Sony could still make a lot of money through like a cash shop and everything else, and it still theoretically would fund the funnel to them. But I definitely feel like because, like, yeah, Shenanigan said, PC. I don't know if you could miss that market with something like a Tarkov, and then you just got to. There's another console there. I don't know if you could miss Xbox too. I feel like. Maybe it's just Xbox. I think, I think you definitely could. And I think that the current... The reason I think you could miss Xbox on it is because... Uh, I mean, they, they already do it in a lot of their games. It's sort of the entire PlayStation model. Sony and, P Sony and PC sometimes. PC late. PC a year later uh, so that you don't get too hurt by the fact that people on PC just steal your game. Um Although I guess this is free to play, so maybe it doesn't matter. I was gonna say I would uh, say free to play. Actually, I think free to play would make PC day and date. That's my it, guess. It might make sense. Yeah, it might make sense. Uh, the but the reason to keep it off Xbox is there's currently a lot of animosity between these two companies, Microsoft and Sony. <laughs> just a little bit, especially when, a lot of public animosity, especially yeah. when it comes to the idea of exclusive and who gets to have them and who doesn't. And uh, I could certainly see that factoring in, into their decision now i will say the one thing that maybe helps this game being on xbox depending on the timing is sony is currently trying to play like if they didn't have call of duty exclusive microsoft would be able to put them out of business which of course is a ridiculous statement um but the uh i could see them putting this on xbox to be like see we share our games Big bad Microsoft is the one who's going to take the games away. Uh, yeah, but you know, like both of these companies are talking out both sides of their mouth. I mean, yeah, Sony has all the exclusives in the world and Microsoft's like, oh no, we're, we're a third player. You're a trillion dollar company. Like they dwarfs, they yeah. could buy Sony with, you know, like half their money from Game Pass. Like it's, it's one of those points where the money, I know Game Pass made a lot of money, not that much, but like, yeah, Microsoft could buy Sony. Now, would they ever agree to it? No, it'd be a hostel or something. But like Microsoft is massive. So they can just yeah. throw money at the wall until Game Pass has enough people until it works. On the other side, Sony. Final Fantasy has pissed off so many people. Of course, you have exclusives. So no, like it's just hilarious to watch the posturing back and yeah. forth being like, no, me, no, me. Look at me. Look at me. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. Well, Microsoft is making a disingenuous argument by saying like, oh, you know, you bought Bungie and uh, Haven, so we're going to buy uh, Activision Blizzard, which is like, what, 12, 15 times bigger than oh, yeah. Bungie or something like that? The the purchase is like... Yeah. Well, I heard some... billion, something like that? It's, 69 it's like, billion, like, which is, I hear, about the size of Sony. So one of their... Like, they bought my, the... I think it's, no, I think Sony's over 100 billion. They're... they're I don't they're, They've got to no. be at least 100 billion. But, uh... Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of money. And I, I think uh, <laughs> Sony market cap, 82.84 billion. Not okay, that yeah. far away from. Yeah, yeah you're like away from version costs. So, yep. Yeah, I, I think um, I think they're making a disingenuous argument about that. But on the other hand, the the law as it's written is, you know, the only w legally the way that you can block a, um, a merger is if you think that it would reduce 
uh, player choice and reduce competition. And I don't think there's a good argument for how that happens with Activision Blizzard. I don't I don't think you reduce competition by having Activision Blizzard get absorbed by a, a company. It's already an enormous company that that was bloated and probably deserved to die. Uh, so I, I it, to me it just feels really bad. And then Sony's argument that uh, you know, they could be foreclosed by Microsoft is is a ridiculous statement as well. So it's all just a bunch of dumb posturing. But if there's any hope for this game to get on Xbox, I think it maybe is that posturing. But I kind of don't see it. These companies kind of hate each other right now. I think this game, if Bungie has any pressure at all to put it only on PlayStation, and I think they probably do. Hmm. I think I think there's a good chance it goes only on PlayStation. It'll be interesting because something like I haven't played Tarkov. So again, when you go down kind of some of this list, like Netties, I feel like that's not too big of a factor because Sony owns Bungie at this point. So I feel like Sony's the bigger player. Netties just has an investment beforehand. The Tarkov piece, I feel like PC probably has to be there partially because of free to play. You kind of you want a big player base on a free to play game, especially something that's multiplayer based, especially if it's like squads. Like, free-to-play makes sense. PC, Sony, sure. At that point, it would be one of those... I don't know if the, the fighting back and forth... Um, it's hilarious to watch those, like, and you can go down that rabbit hole if you want to. I still feel like if they... If Bungie can take advantage of their ability to use cross-play as successfully as they do now... Maybe that would probably help the Sony, the console player base be larger theoretically, because I don't know how consoles... I don't even know if Tarkov is a console game. Tarkov might just be... I honestly don't know. I'd have to look it up. I mean, it has to be a console game. Like, all, all these games have to be on PlayStation. I think that's, like, clear. No, oh, I mean, I just... I'm thinking if Tarkov is... Tarkov... Okay, from the Tarkov. I just don't know what platforms it's literally on. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, like, um, if that style of game is already on... Here's a question. Yeah. Do you think it's Destiny-related at all? Uh, well, I mean, if it's Marathon-related, I doubt it, because I don't think those two universes are theoretically connected, are they? they they're not, no. Okay. But I'm wondering if maybe... Yeah. So I that's... I'm one... I mean... It's a rumor, so we don't know how much of it is true. Exactly. But again, Jeff but... Grubb seems to have some sources sometimes. So maybe. But again, if it's Tarkov-like, I feel like PC has to be there because Tarkov right now is PC only. That's what I was actually curious about. So it's one of those oh, things yeah. that's there. So if they can do a PlayStation version, I do feel like depending on the growth of Xbox, because this could be three years out. Who knows? And at that point, Xbox does have some momentum with Game Pass and everything else right now. Free-to-play doesn't really make them money. And again, if you're spending money in the tar the marathon store, you're still sending it to Bungie, to Sony, that kind of thing. So I feel like if it's free, they don't lose much by putting it on the platform, and they build up that console player base if they get the crossplay going. It still could be a thing where crossplay is consoles and PC is separate, as you as we've kind of seen on Destiny. Yeah, but I do feel like it's one of those that. The free-to-play might open it up a little bit. I get what you're saying, where they don't like each other right now, man. They'd just be like, nope. But it's one. Of, also, if it's totally free and they're just like, yeah, if you want to spend money in the archive shop and send it to Sony, we'll take your money. I, I mean, can see it both ways. I can see them just being like, I nah. Mean, I think that's Microsoft's philosophy. Microsoft is having a... Uh, say what you will about them, and I don't particularly like Microsoft as a company, but they're at least consistent in their their 
beliefs, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, we want it everywhere. And then if you want Game Pass on your console, they'll be like, sure, we'll put it on there if you're willing to give us a cut of the money. I think uh, Sony values their model, which their model is walled garden. We decide uh, what's on here. It's it's like uh, it's like Apple refusing to let Game Pass on the App Store. You yeah. know what I mean, it's like that thing. They have a walled garden and they have an interest in protecting it and making sure every purchase is going through them. And I think Sony uh, has earned the right to that. They have that because they're the market leader and they have been for 20 years. And I think that that uh, they don't want to change that. So I, I just don't see them. It'll, it'll be interesting. It seems. It's shown that they, that they have the capacity to be petty to a certain extent in recent fair. weeks. Fair. That is so totally I think, fair. I, yeah. I think that they probably could do that. And then somebody in the comments posted that, you know, wasn't it part of the deal that they get to decide what they publish on? That is true. And the problem with acquisitions is that what is written down is really only enforced by the people who write it at the time, a lot of whom don't state the company, or even if they do, they're positions change because when you sign a deal with sony to get acquired at that time you are bungie but on a long enough timeline you are sony you don't think of yourself as a separate team anymore you think of yourself as a larger team and you start to have the same kinds of goals so you have no incentive to publish it on a another platform because you think of yourself as part of sony and so i think on a long enough timeline these games will be sony exclusives regardless or they certainly won't be on xbox at least with the current state of things so that's just sort of how it goes even if the 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 words say that you can technically do something else if you want to. There's just not a, a high probability that they will exercise the, that right if uh, Sony is basically like coming down on them and saying, "Hey, we need to do this. Yeah. You need to be a team player." So it'll be an interesting. I kind of think it'll happen. Maybe not with this game. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those where. They want a big audience. They still are obviously a company where they try to have that long reach. They want you to play all your games wherever you want, who with who you want, that kind of thing. So it is the free to play, the cross play systems. If they can just if they move that stuff over, it's not like you can only hey, hope. We yeah, I was like right. that's the, yeah, I was like I hope for the benefit of the players that you know they have a console cross play and then they put it on PC. It's free to play everywhere. And then yeah, if you're buying a skin on the Xbox Store chunk of that's going back to Sony and then, you know, everybody wins, but that would be optimal. Um, on something Tarkov, like, have you ever played? I honestly haven't played Tarkov. I know it's like you go in and you can like do whatever you're going to do. And if you can't extract, you'll survive. If you die, you lose all your stuff. Like, is that something that interests you? Is that something you'd get into? I haven't played Tarkov, but maybe I'd like it. I don't know. I have not played Tarkov either, um, but I have heard good things about it. I have some streamer friends that play it and say that it's good. So, I like shooters. I like shooters yeah. that are well-tuned and competitive and have interesting uh, kind of um, twists about them. And it seems kind of up my alley. So I will definitely play it. The, a bungee version that's made by it. I might check out Tarkov. I don't know. I'm not really into the PC shooters thing. I like my controllers. Well, you guys and your controllers. That's fine. Um, they're a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like my mouse and to, keyboard. I'm biased. So. I prefer not to play on a device that was made for uh, emulating a keyboard, a typewriter. It's made for it's made for writing words. Yes, but when it comes to the aiming and a mouse, I just feel like I'm always going to have more control to be able to do what I need to do. And you're hunched over a a, a, a cubicle instrument that was not designed for gaming or with gaming in mind. 
It's like I was right. shoot I was playing first person shooters on mouse and keyboard before I was playing them on controller. I can tell you that. I know. And then they invented a better product. Nuh-uh. <laughs> you should have come with it. Nope. For gaming, you don't think a, a controller is better designed for a game? It depends on the game. 100% does. I will play Dark Souls. I will play, like, Vampire Survivors. I will play those with a controller every time. But when it comes to a shooter, you need to do two things typically, and then you have enough hotkeys around you lately with abilities where you can still manage it from... And it's like the dexterity of the movement with a mouse. I don't have the same control to me. And because that's what I've grown up and I'm used to, but I don't feel like a controller is better for a shooter. There's no way you could convince me of that. I think just because something existed first doesn't mean that it's inherently the better product. You are the type of person who would still be riding your horse and buggy. No, I'm because not. it came first. That's not the yes, point. No, sir. no, yes, sir. No, the mouse and keyboard was not designed to play a video game. It just became the default device because nobody had invented one that was for it yet. And so just here's my, -uh. experience. Here's my experience with shooters. Here's my experience. With I'm shooters. glad it's just you and me because I'd be losing this argument with Cog here too, but I don't care. You're not going to convince me that I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to give you some data. Okay. About shooters. When it comes to skill level with shooters, if you are playing at a low or medium level of players, the mouse and keyboard players win. Why? Because if you are at low or medium skill player, mouse and keyboard are easier to use at low skills. But at a higher skill level, if you go to like the Halo Championship, the people that are the best in the world use controllers. Because if you are a high skill level, then the it's like, you know, the dark side versus the light side. The dark side is easier. You can't tell me that the, the higher you go. Why is every like why I, you can't show me a whole bunch of esports shooters that use controllers. They're not the, the all ones, using controllers. I can promise you the, some the, the are. It's are, pro are, I, are at least the ones I follow. I mean, I no, a lot of there's no like, OK, I'm you, man. I'm telling you, there's I I would I would wager a steak dinner on the fact that more high level esports players in first person shooters probably would be on mouse well, and keyboard. You're probably right on that because there's a lot of popular first person shooters that are not on controller or that have no optimization for controller requires programming later. And then there's also the Asian market and the Asian market plays like CSGO clones that you know, are designed for mouse and keyboard. My point is controllers are a better device and they were designed for with gaming in mind. I'll give you this. This is I'm, I'm living with the assumption that everybody's playing with bumpers. Cause I've been playing with bumpers for years. If you don't have bumpers on the back of your controller, then you're, you're probably just going to get your ass kicked to a mouse and keyboard in general. Cause you have to take your finger off of one of the sticks to hit the face buttons, which is an insane thing to me. Uh, but yeah, if you have a if you have a device that was made to do something, I think it's going to perform better than a device that was born out of convenience. Right. This is one of those moments where I don't know if you're trolling me because I can't honestly you. take you seriously. There is well, no way you can tell me this like, you know, a gaming keyboard wasn't designed for gaming versus a controller. It wasn't. It's a it's literally a typewriter. It's an electric typewriter. That's what it was designed for. 
Is it not? Why does it have 40 extra buttons if it's I'm not saying you use I'm just saying the the <laughs> dexterity <laughs> of being saying. able to aim with both hands like the small amount of movement that you can get from your arm or your wrist or however you use your mouse versus trying to be as dexterity dexterous with your thumb when you are trying to aim a gun and you're able to move and hold you're not trying to like come back to center and the fact that you can actually have faster movement with the mouse and keyboard Sorry, it's like we are just going right. to agree to disagree. Okay, how, on about this this? One. how about this? I will agree that keyboard is better when I can find anybody who can beat me using one in a, a shooter, including you. E. How about that? You don't think I can find somebody who can beat you with mouse and keyboard? I can do it. I'm just waiting to find one. I'm oh just my, waiting to find one. Let me ask half of the guests we've had on this show and they would mop the floor <laughs> with hey, both of us. I'm saying. I mean, I'm, okay. Okay, let right. me, I'm going to literally send a message to physics right now. He's the first one that pops in my head. <laughs> does he play on mouse and keyboard? I'm, I got to ask him, but I got to know now. Are you? What if he doesn't? Then I'm just going to ask you. another person. Then he gets to be on my team, right? Yeah, like, the, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a high-skilled player, but when it comes to that Frost, yeah, Frostbolt will kick your butt. Sorry. Sure. I uh, I mean, I probably shouldn't be using uh, Destiny as my use casing, as my Destiny game time now is like an, an all-time low, but yeah. All I'm saying is there are, you can be high-skilled at both. I, I'm, not I'm not arguing that. But you're you're also saying your controller is just better, and I cannot agree with that it's because it's not. No, it's not. It's a better it's a better device, and I think that the people at the very high level, you take the best person on controller and the best person on keyboard, and I think the best person on controller will win. I think it's superior input. I was like, yeah, Sir Demetrius. Like you can just go down the list of any any high level person in Destiny would just mop the floor with you. On oh, in Destiny, yes, but that has to do with Destiny. Okay, go look at. Do you? I mean, do you think you're going to beat Doctor Lupo? In whatever he's playing, I don't know pick whatever is. you don't you know. I know who these people are. I, I don't know you, anybody. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't pick know somebody in your off. Pick somebody in your office who's a high skilled Destin. No, he's not. Oh well, he he claims to be. Okay, well and that's different. Also, you can claim it. By the it. way, by the way, he played Rainbow Six Siege against the people at the IGN office who are like the best at Rainbow Six. I Siege. would get walloped in that game. So and guess who won? Who? The team playing on controllers in Rainbow oh. Six Siege. And the team team playing on mouse and keyboard got their butts whooped after laughing at the team for playing on controller. This is real. This well, is documented. You can go and watch these videos. All, all I can tell you is like there's a go go look at any like tournament event and tell me what input method. Okay. Oh, they're using happening right now. They're all using controller. That's Halo. Halo is a very so? specific. Okay, go well, look up any other shooter. Keyboard. Why aren't they winning? Show me the people winning on mouse and keyboard. Because then. I have actually heard Halo sucks on mouse and keyboard because they didn't design it as well. If you take into account aim assist and everything else, then you're going to get into a whole different discussion of aim assist and bullet magnetism. And that's with any game designed for either input method. It's how the game is made. Take you're out right. aim assist. You're, take out all. Right. Take out. It's like going into a manual transmission car with no help. Try and tell me at that point the controller is going to beat the mouse want, and keyboard player. Do you want me player. to blow your mind right now, Ubontis? You're not going to. I turn aim assist off in pretty much every game I play with controller. If they give me the option. I was like, you can't do it in Destiny. I know, you can't in Destiny. It pisses me off. Because I get my, my uh, shots pulled away from me. Yeah. You know that thing in Destiny where you're aiming on somebody and then somebody crosses your line of sight? Yes. And it, oh, you don't. Or do you? Does yeah. it do that on controller or mouse and keyboard as well? Oh, it can't. There is... Away? Not as much, a, but I know, I know it exists. I still yeah, know this exactly. stuff exists. 
You're not going to convince me. I am sorry. This is just. It's just not going to happen. So anyway, we can move on past that. Is there anything else you want to talk about related to Bungie or Destiny leaving the input method aside? Because this is just entertainment for the show. I know. I'm just trying to. We don't. There's not a lot of Destiny news. We're tr- we got to make our uh, make our Mr. Our, uh, Mr. Alex uses the Wiimotes when he can. So, you know, that's how he plays. Dude, go for it. Motion controls for the win. I'm over here in VR actually aiming. <laughs> I mean, some dude beat uh, beat Elden Ring with a banana, I think. Didn't that happen? I saw one girl beat Elden Ring, Melina in Elden Ring with a dance pad. And I was just like, I'm up. I saw that too. That was impressive. That is very impressive. So, yes. Inputs are hilarious. Yep. Okay. I think that wraps up the pieces on Bungie. Because we don't know too much else for the time being. Don't know, but if, if that game could be two or three years away because they said they wanted to announce something before 2025. So if they are working on something, it's probably got a minute. <laughs> Hopefully that one comes out more polished. That, that and, one, I think we're still talking about uh, the marathon. Yeah. What's the code name for it again? Oh, I don't think there is one. Wait, what's the code name for matter? That's a different one then, huh? Uh, I don't know if matter has just been turned into something else. I feel like Matter was a very old code name, and I feel like it's changed into something else. So who knows, honestly? Do you think that this is Matter, though? Or do you think this is something completely different? I don't know. I honestly don't. Because I kind of thought Matter was going to get announced this year. I'm, I was kind of surprised that, it, that they didn't announce it when they did the Bungie event earlier. I think it, Matter could have been one of those things that was in development, and then maybe... Um, it's maybe one of those things that just like didn't pan out. Maybe it's something they wanted to have come together and it just didn't. Cause I remember they were hiring for something with more of a comedic or like there was some levity to the role. Like there was something to that that made it feel very different than Bungie. I remember one of those hiring posts was like, you know, looking for a writer for another IP, but looking for something like a more fun. It, I remember something along those lines Maybe that was matter. Maybe this is something different. Maybe there's multiple things in development. Who knows? I haven't heard anything about matter in so long, though. I couldn't even tell you. Hmm. Christopher... I kind of th- thought that this was matter, to be honest. Oh, honestly. And it's surprising me that it's so far off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been working for a while. Matter is a different game, somebody's saying. So maybe both are in the works. Maybe matter is one thing. Maybe this is hmm. something completely different. Doesn't it just seem a little odd that this would get leaked before Matter? Like, have we still heard nothing about Matter, really, aside from the fact that it's a thing? I mean, there's a point where I think somebody told me that it might have even died. So, like, Matter may not Who even be a thing. That? Oh, it's really? been a while. I don't even remember. But, like, somebody at some, at some point, somebody was like, oh, Matter is like, no, that, that doesn't even exist anymore. So, again, we won't know yeah. until it comes later. Well, it's announced and we probably won't even know the code name if we get to that point. I need to uh, hit up some of my Bungie connects. Yeah, I was like, reach there. out and see what, what you guys can... working on. Yeah. What are you guys working on? It's like, I know this is friend, friend DA, but yeah, it's like, gotta know. Yeah, I heard that too. So somebody said that it was supposed to be a hero shooter. I That's what I kind of thought was happening. But you would think that if they've been working on it for as long as they have. And I think that earlier this year, I think it was this year, like in January or February, they hired PR people for matter we saw like job listings for well they hired pr for think- something so you figured they might be announcing yeah we didn't know if it was matter yeah. it didn't specifically okay. say matter but 
you don't hire PR people like three years before the game comes out. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that would be early. Out. It would definitely be early. Yeah, that would be super early. Maybe I, it's a tie-in. There, there, there could be who knows what else going on. Maybe it's the mobile game that NetEase had them do a long time ago. Maybe it is Matter and it's something else. Um, Yo, Santos with gifting five memberships. Thank you very much. That's That's awesome. Appreciate that big time. There you go. Ducky, Rook, Bill, Outsanity, gifting. I did not even know you could do that on YouTube, to be honest with you. I know you can do it on Twitch. I did not know you could gift memberships. That's that's awesome. Thank you for the generosity. Um, learned something about YouTube every day, it seems, lately. Okay. Anything else on the bungee front? I feel like we beat this dead horse pretty badly. We got an hour. We got through an hour with a very light news week and a very sad uh, <laughs> festival, sad festival lost lost. event. So... <laughs> We'll have to just wait for Cog to come back and just be like, tell us all of your thoughts about it. We did it last week. So yeah, Cog will have to have to do his thing next week. Um, so obviously you got to review a game. Do you want to do Scorn first or do you want to do Gotham Knights first? Let's do Gotham Knights. Okay. No, let's do Scorn. Scorn. Okay. I want to talk about Scorn. Did you play? How much did you play? We played like an hour, maybe 90 minutes. Okay. Did you? Do you plan to continue or are you kind of done? I watched Leanna's review for IGN. She is, by the way, she and I get along really well. She's a hilarious reviewer for IGN. Uh, I think she gave it a seven, which is, did she give it a seven? I'm, liter I'm literally looking it. now because I feel like whoever did, there's some reviews I saw. I'm like, I can't get on board with that. Yeah, no. I, so I just can't get on board with that Her one. review cracked me up, but I was sort of like thinking to myself, okay, uh, I would have given this a lower score based on what she's saying here. And she sort of just goes like, eh, the, the combat's seven, annoying. Yeah. Seven, yeah. That surprises me. I, I feel like it deserves lower than that, for sure. What is it on Metacritic? What's the Metacritic? Uh, let's see. It's got to be It's got to be lower than a seven, right? Oh, There's no way yeah, I have a feeling, because some of the stuff was pretty scathing because i saw Gotham some Knights that were down to like nine right now so there's no way it's worse than it's that 70 definitely worse than that what's up ryan uh uh bah, 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 bah. guess five nope yep oh no i played it on game pass hold on series uh 62 on metacritic that is closer to what i would think the game is. oh 60 sounds apparently like just, sounds like it's just okay right uh, uh yeah, sixteen gave it a four. Which GameSpot gave it a four. I saw. I think it was game. Who? Somebody gave it a two. Oh, somebody the gave it a two. The Jimquisition gave it a two. Somebody else I, I know, know gave it a. Was it Game Rant? I think gave it a two. I know one person. Uh, yeah. I'm looking now. Yeah, one out of five stars. So tell tell me your thoughts that about 90 minutes, because 90 minutes into that game is honestly a different experience than when you get to the end of it, because yeah, you think, you're oh, still cool, a little fresh. You think cool environments, some interesting puzzles that are maybe not that difficult to solve and uh, kind of boring. That's my takeaway after 90 minutes. So even even right there, I was sort of thinking probably a six just based off of what I've played so far. But when I watched the review and saw that there was combat and how bad it was, I was like, yo, that is atrocious. That's pretty shout out to Tinder. Uh, everybody, you know, hit me up. 
Oh, yep, they're uh, back. Hey, Tinderhot, what's going on? Let's get you out of here. Appreciate that. So I was talking about Scorn, and they were like, oh, you like piles of flesh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so I went to... So I played it on stream. I played it in one stream. It took me right at about probably six hours. Mm. Um, so it's not a long game. No. It probably would have been at five and a half, but one stupid opening puzzle piece was just like, I didn't hit one button where I should have like interacted. And so I was like roaming around trying to figure something out. Then once I figured that out, I had like every other piece of the puzzle from that section done. So I was looking through the IGN score guide, which I do actually kind of like how you guys have words and ideas behind this. So she gave it a seven. Playing a good game is time well spent. I already don't know if I can be on board with the first sentence. I know I do. I, I reckon <laughs> I remember all of these descriptions by heart because I read them so much. So yeah, yeah I, I know what a seven means. Could it be funny. better? Absolutely. Maybe it lacks ambition. Is it too repetitive? Has a few technical bumps in the road or is too repetitive? Or is too repetitive. It's a great joke. But we can't. Yeah. I was like, Get it, yeah, it's been there twice. Yeah. But we came uh, away. I saw actually a joke kind of like that. It was for programmers. It said infinite loop reference page 252. And they were on page 252 in the like book. And I was like, nice. 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 Um, but we came away happy. Nonetheless, we think you will too. And I'm sorry. I can't get on board with the seven. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leanna. I would love to meet you. Hang out, buy you a beer because doing reviews is no joke, but I cannot be on board with the seven. And I played the whole game. Six, these recommendations come with a boatload of ifs. There is a good game in here somewhere, but in order to find it, you'll have to know where to look and perhaps turn a blind eye to some, some significant drawbacks. So that sounds at least where this game sits for me, like at the, at the high. So you got Mario Party there. 10, Assassin's Creed Chronicle, I don't even know, China, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Oh, you which didn't I, play that one? No. Those were, oh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles were the 2D Assassin's Creed oh. games. Wolfenstein Youngblood, I heard, was should not be a six, by the way, from I, what I've I heard. I reviewed that game, and I think I gave it lower than a six. So. I was going to say, I don't think a uh, six that, belongs that, that on that one. Game. So, five is mediocre. This is the kind of bland, unremarkable game we've mostly forgotten about a day after we finished playing. A mediocre game isn't something you should spend your time or money on if you consider either to be precious. They'll pass the time if you have nothing better to do. Fallout 76, Crackdown 3, there you go. <laughs> Rook's yep. in the chat like, Youngblood was bad. Like, I heard Youngblood Young Blood was, was bad. really rough. Young Blood was bad. And we won't go lower than four, but I'll read four. For one reason or another, these games, this is bad. Uh, these games made us wish we'd never played them. And it's the, that description alone is surprising you have words below that. Even if, there's a, even if there is a good idea or two and they're somewhere, they're buried under so many bad ones and poorly execution... Uh, we simply can't recommend you waste your time on it. Legend of Korra, Medal of Honor Warfighter, Aliens, Colonel Marines, War WWE yeah. 2K20. So based like, off of that description and those games, I think it's easily not a four. Do you want to read three and two so you can know the games I'll I read. Play? Yeah, I was like, I'll read the three and two just to give Travis credit of what he goes through because he's got a... There's one listed on two that already cracks me up, but we'll get there. So three, you're welcome. We just saved you from making a terrible mistake by buying this collection of poorly executed, bad and unoriginal ideas, or even playing it for free. While a bad game generally has some bright spots, an awful one is considered unenjoyable. Consistently unenjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Devil's Third, Raven's Cry, Left Alive, Fighters Uncaged. Haven't heard of those games probably for a reason. Fighters Uncaged <laughs> is a connect game where you, it's like a connect fighting game. Terrible. 
terrible game. By the way, three means awful. He didn't. Say three is word, awful. Sorry, awful. three is awful. Two is painful. Let's face it. Anything worse than bad is a train wreck. Worse than awful? That's kind of impressive. Not only are these games not fun, but they're outright infuriating or insulting. Did did Dan put this list together? Did he make this? He did. Okay. Yeah, this is his guy. Yeah. Shout out. I like the I like the descriptions on this. Give him a very good. Give very him good. a a thank you from me because these are entertaining to read. Okay, so what's a, what are the two that made you laugh? By the way. Oh, I mean, just that one right there. Oh, the the game Fast and Furious yeah. Showdown. <laughs> Is on that <laughs> dude. I heard, I heard that game well, was trash. I, so here's the thing: I played that entire game for the lore because I have to stay up to date on my Fast and Furious lore. And I agree with that review. I would have given that a two as well. Yeah, it's very bad. I heard that game was so bad. It's yeah, that's yeah. yeah give him a cookie. Yeah, you've earned it on uh, some of these things. I actually tried to review Cr Fast and Furious Crossroads, which I think probably would have been a three from me. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they they didn't give it to me, which made me sad. Okay, so when I played Scorn, obviously I saw a little bit of the preview of the aesthetic art style. H.R. Geiger crossed H.R. Geiger crossed with one of their artists, and I will give them credit. The world that was made and the animations that go with that world are well are actually pretty well done. Like whether you describe the size of the game or anything else, the actual like aesthetics of the world for what they were going for, I feel like they actually accomplished that. Unfortunately, everything else inside of that world, I am not a fan of because when it comes to the story, it is more vague and obtuse than any Souls game ever. They tell you basically nothing. It's probably some giant metaphor, which maybe it went over my head, but that's totally, I could maybe have a guess by the visuals at the end, but I'm still not entirely sure by what happened. The it's not you don't see a preview for that game and think this is going to be a puzzle game. That is not I'm what you of, I'm kind of into that though. I like puzzle games. I do. I like The Witness is one of my favorite games on PS4. The Witness was such fantastic. A, such a good game. Oh man, cuz like I've never once had like a notepad learning another language like that game was fantastic. Like, that was a journey that was well worth going. Yeah, if you haven't played The Witness, please. Miles and miles ahead of this. So you get to the puzzles, and I'm like, okay, figure out it's usually like, here's a room, move a couple things, do what you gotta do. The puzzles weren't overly difficult by any stretch. They were generally pretty easy, just sometimes a little frustrating. Um, just because of like, okay, let me go run over here. Cause doing a puzzle in like first person is different than like manipulating things that you can just see on screen. So I like the witnesses, like here's the little board you got to move around or some bigger interaction, which I don't want to spoil too much. But when it comes to this one, it's like, okay, let me move this thing around. And then I'm just going to like push this thing for a while. You know what I'm talking about in the opening area where you're just like pushing yeah. this cart for a little, I'm like, all right. And then you kind of go through and you're like, I see it. And while the animations are not bad, some of it is just like so slow. It's more than it needs to be. But the puzzles in and of themselves, couple creative ones, couple boring ones, mostly simple. It's like, it's fine. It's not the best. Like using the world for these puzzles, not the part that I hated. The first time you interact with combat, though, you realize combat should never have been put in this game ever. Did you ever get to a point where you actually got a gun in combat? You are lucky. That's, That's what literally I what I will say. Yeah. Like, the combat in this game should have been stripped from it. It should have not passed anybody's QA design. Like, if this is where combat landed in the, like, design phase, you should have 
built other puzzles around it instead because the combat was just it wasn't necessary. It didn't add anything to it and it only gave you a bad taste in your mouth. It's different if there are like moments where, hey, there was a cool boss fight, but some of this wasn't that great. Or there were too many ads, it was a little annoying, but this nothing about combat was good. Nothing. Now, the weapon that you get, the animation to like reload is kind of cool. That's the only thing. It's a cool animation, but actually like shooting the gun doesn't feel great. The actual like weight of the gun hitting something is like mediocre at best. I've... I don't know if I've ever played a game where I wanted to not be in combat ever again as soon as, like, one combat encounter was over. And it's just... and So then you pair Resident really... Resident Evil 6. What? Resident Evil 6. Didn't play it, so I will take, oh, I will okay. take your word. Every single combat encounter, you're like, I hope there's no more combat in this game. <laughs> that, was a, that was terrible. And then there's more. Um, the bad part about the combat is it's not good paired with a really bad checkpoint system in save states save save states in 2022. Now granted, I understand when I'm playing Mega Man 3 on the NES that you're not going to have like amazing save states. This is a modern game. Have reasonable checkpoints. Now, I think I got mostly lucky because like where I I was like because I heard about the checkpoints, I was like really cautious in combat and trying not to because if you mess up one combat section, you might have to re-go redo a puzzle or two because you messed up the combat. It's not like, hey, you did a puzzle Man. section, check. So if you have a flub Ooh. in combat, which is not good, you might have to redo a chunk of the game. Oh I man, I have no tolerance for that. This so, is one of the reasons people hate me when I review JRPGs, is because I really hate that whole, you have to like go and find a save point so that you can save uh, there. Yeah. And every JRPG does it. And I always dunk on it and people are like, that's part of the genre. And I'm like, well, it sucks. It sucks. It shouldn't yeah. be a part of the genre. I was like, <laughs> I've, I've basically come to peace with the like, you know, bonfires and stuff in dark souls game. Cause it's just, that's not even saving. That's just uh that's, that's just health. Yeah. The game, the game, yeah, the game saves constantly. Yeah. You can literally just what, like close it. the game and come back right where you are usually. But. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, and then it was just the, you know, it was graphic, unnecessarily graphic at certain times for no real benefit. Um, just like the war, whoever designed the world, the textures did a really good job, but like the combat design, there's like three enemies in the game and I don't like fighting any of them because yeah. And then like the boss that you had to fight was had like the final boss there is a there is a boss you would sometimes um that was the whole experience that i had to do like twice because i can generally i've played just damn near every souls game except dark souls 2 i can generally figure out how to beat a boss i could not figure out what would trigger a certain way to do damage to a boss at a certain phase i could not reliably do it I got it to happen enough times to finish the encounter, but I could not reliably just make it happen without Is it a skill thing or you didn't understand the puzzle. Honestly, it's one of those things like I don't like the skill. I was able to like, it's a pretty small arena. So there are a couple places where you could kind of get close, but still have just enough cover to kind of mess with it. And I could mess with it that way. One, and you can see through some of the cover. It's like a cage kind of thing. And I could like, see what I, okay, I saw the interaction, but like, okay, I need to be able to be near you when that happens. But then I would like, go, like, go set it up again over and over. And it was just very unreliable to make that happen. And this is all, well, you have like 12 bullets and, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't even, 
explain too much there, but it was just all of that didn't seem to be mostly worth it. And and then when you got towards the end, one of the puzzles is you actually have to move fast when you haven't moved fast like the entire game. Hmm. And it's not in a not in a very obvious. I figured out what it was trying to make me do, but I just didn't. And if you didn't quite do it quite right, or it's a point to where there's a time didn't teach. It didn't teach you the fundamentals to solve that puzzle. I actually uh, didn't have that. a problem with the puzzle. I could see how many people would be frustrated by it. It was the point to where if you didn't go the path they wanted you to, the magical timer would end as opposed to if you go where they want you to, you would have to have enough time to do the proper thing. So it wasn't a real timer. It was to make sure you go on this certain path timer. Make sense. Got it. So it got was it. when I got done, I was just like, well, that was something. And I was like, all right, everybody have a good night. Turned it off. And I was just like, man, that was a waste of like six hours. So I was like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out if <sighs> that always feels so bad. So where would you be? Where would I'm... you go on the review scale? Okay. So this re the recommendation comes with a boatload of ifs. There's a good game in here somewhere. I don't know if there is. So I don't know if I can even go a six. Five is probably what I was looking. I think this is a kind of bland, unremarkable game. We've mostly forgotten about a day after we finished playing. Mediocre game isn't something you should spend your time or money on, considering either to be precious, but they'll pass the time if you have nothing better to do. And I was torn because I don't know if it's worth passing your time, even if you have nothing better to do in this one. So I'm like, I'm nearly a four. Mm. It's like for I one reason or another, these games made the us pit. wish we'd never play them, even if there's a good idea or two. And that's where it's like, this is kind of why I like the description. Even if there's a good idea or two, the world design like the aesthetic of the world that they were going for the artistic, like, you know, HR Geiger thing they were trying to build. I think that's reasonable. And the untold story slash metaphor probably could use to be fleshed out. Maybe that's there, but they're buried under so many bad and poorly executed bad ideas, like either not confusing puzzles or bad boss design or awful, awful combat that shouldn't be in the game. I can't recommend wasting your time on it. I think I do fall on a four by that description. I think I do like, I think I'm probably a five because it's mostly a puzzle game. And I think the puzzles are pretty okay. Like they're, they, they're all right. You know, they're okay. They're probably, but okay. it was just like, they're when I, amazing. like when I got done, I don't, I got, I gained nothing from playing that. So mediocre is like, it's okay. Like I is played a mediocre, couple. No, mediocre is less than okay. Okay. is a six. So okay. It's mediocre has got to be, uh, um, read the description again. Give me a taste. This is the kind of bland, unremarkable game we've mostly forgotten day after we finished playing. A that, mediocre that sounds like scoring to me. I mean, know what I mean, it. That's what bland, I was like. I'm remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's completely so bad that it's a four, but like when I I watched it's a couple, definitely not a seven. I oh no, it is not a seven. Yeah. I will happily yeah. buy Leanna a drink because, yeah, we have different opinions on things. But no, it is not a seven. I'm between a four and a five. Up on that. Yeah, I think Liana enjoys these types of games, like really in, into puzzles and just kind of like walking around and enjoying the environment. I think her expertise is actually strategy games okay. and like those sorts of big, you know, like what was the King Kingdom? The Kingdom one that Come Deliverance? No, no, no. No, that's a. I, w I wish that game's awesome. The game's an RPG. Yeah. Uh, no, the one where it's like a lineages and it's a it's a real-time strategy game oh like, um, i think i know what you're talking about yeah kingdom crusade three or whatever okay, or yeah like crusaders that. three maybe is that i can't remember the name of it but anyway yeah. I, th I think it's like games like that so just very different tastes from me um 
I actually like those games too, but I just, I can't abide crappy shooting mechanics. And I think she probably is more tolerant of that sort of thing than me. Crusader Kings. That's Crusader it. Kings. There Crusader you go. Kings 3. Yeah. It's a good game. I wish I would have had more time for that game. Yep. So, so yeah, I'm probably a five or a four for, for yeah, if it was class. a 20 point scale, it'd be a four and a half between these two descriptions. Like that's, if I was going to put a number on it, it'd be about there. Like, there's certain things that are so egregious to me that I don't know if mediocre is is fair to sell someone. It's an okay, like it's free on Game Pass, and I'm just kind of going. I don't know it's worth your free time. Exactly, you still pay if you get a game for free. You just pay in time. Uh, I I would say so. Here's the fun thing about the IGN review scale: if you're a four point five, that's a four. Then I'm. Then I think I do fall you're on a four. four. I think you're four. Yeah. You know, you know, if you're a four point nine, it's a four. It's a four. You round nine. down. You're down. You round uh, down. So. So yeah, that was my experience with the. Uh, I was like, oh, saw this, came out, just jumped on a stream, and then I was like, all right, <laughs> move it on. Now you got to play a five, so you get to play one better I than I did. You got to play. <laughs> yeah. Gotham Knights. Now, this Gotham is also Knight. one with mid reviews, it seems. Mm. Um, we've got. I think, I think it's got a 69 on Metacritic. Yep, Which currently a 69. I, I think the PC is actually lower. That makes sense. So I wanted to see. PC is 66, Xbox is 68, PlayStation 69. So. Wow, PlayStation's the highest. Y'all are yep. starving. Guys, it is not a six. I hate to break it to you. Um, definitely not a seven. So what's interesting about the Metacritic page is if you go to all the big uh, websites, they're like listed at the top because uh, Metacritic prioritizes like the better known outlets reviews, yeah. right? So you when you first go to the page, you see nothing but like negative reviews because all the big outlets gave it pretty bad scores, I think with the exception of one. And then all of the... Uh, Big scores, the the high scores that are bumping it up are outlets you've never heard of. Like, I think somebody gave it like a 9.5 or something like that from a, some outlet like that. Like, there's some yeah. up there where I'm just like, it's like, how? Um, and I can get into there's my an 85 opinion. by Game Grin. They, Game they Grin. stayed well-known outlet Game Grin. <laughs> While separate from Bar Batman Arkham t Games timeline, Gotham Knights proves there's room on the block for a second AAA Batman franchise in the gaming world. The only question is... Who will you choose to play as? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't abide that one. Uh, here's my problem with Gotham Knights. And you can read 3,000 words of my problem with Gotham Knights on IGN.com if you care. But uh, it is... Um, it, has a, it's a, it is a Batman game with a bad story. So that's already really irritating to me because Arkham, the Arkham trilogy. And I guess if you count the fourth one that was made by W games, in Montreal, which I don't think was a very good game. Um, okay. Hold on. Sorry. I found the 95 before you oh, get into yours. There we go. That's what I wanted to see. So this is Thank from you. gamers heroes. Gotham Knights is up there with Elden ring as a game of the year. Contender is the oh, first no. line. It's no. fast, it's fast, responsive, and action-packed combat is surpassed only by a narrative that had me glued from the very first cutscene. A must-play for fans of open-world titles, and an easy pickup for anyone invested with the Gotham Knights or DC Universe. <laughs> now, I don't know gamers' heroes from anybody, oh, no. but from what I've gathered on a general consensus, 
I don't think it's a game of the year contender. Even the preview footage I saw never had it there. I joked with you before that I thought it was going to be about a six. Yeah, yeah. So wait, before people start going off in the comments because I see like who paid them off and stuff like that. Um, people do not get paid money for review. Well, they get paid money to write the reviews, but they don't get paid money to give certain scores on reviews. That's not a thing in any website. But I will say this: two things. One, people have different opinions about things, and sometimes those opinions are extreme outliers. And I find that the extreme outliers exist mostly at small outlets. The reason for that. Uh, there's less vetting, right? A lot of these people aren't even getting paid. I would bet you that this guy who wrote this review at Gaming Heroes is not getting paid. It might be his first review. It might yep. be that he's not very tenured. It might be that, you know, there's a million reasons why somebody might give it a 9.5 and later regret it or whatever. Yep. Um, the other thing is that some small outlets, and I can speak to this because I worked at one and I'm not saying that this is true about Gamer Heroes. I have no idea what their outlet is like, but I will say, Smaller outlets and YouTubers, hate to break it to you for those of you who like YouTubers, they are under way more pressure to give high review scores than larger outlets. Why do you say that, Travis? That sounds insane. The reason I say that is because when you are part of a small team, or if you're a YouTuber and you're a team of one, there's no separation between church and state when it comes to the business side of your channel and the editorial side. I work at IGN, so there's an entire separate team that deals with who's going to buy our ads and who's going to pay for promotions and that sort of stuff. And we do not talk to them on the editorial side. The editorial side is independent and they don't have to worry about that stuff so that when we give a negative review, we don't have to worry about how that impacts the business. It's not our problem, right? And if you work at a small, I've worked in an outlet where the editor in chief, the person who's making all of the content decisions was also the person who owned the business. And when you do that, it means that if you give a bad review of a Nintendo game and then Nintendo cuts off all your review codes, it actually hurts your bottom line. And so some of these guys are under more pressure than most to actually give better review scores because they don't want to ruffle feathers. Not saying that that's what happened here, but just so that you know, nobody was paid off for this. It probably was either an error or a rookie reviewer or just an out in an outlying personality yeah. who's, who isn't who isn't probably suited to write a review because I don't know who you're helping if your opinions are just completely off the wall and, and don't reflect what most people think. Or, you know, it's an outlet who uh, is maturing and trying to make connections with publishers and occasionally going less harsh on games than they probably ought to if they're being fully honest. So yeah. I don't know which one of those is true, but it is not a 95. Certainly not. <laughs> uh, certainly not a nine. And there's uh, a lot of eighties actually on the PlayStation. I'm scrolling through like a couple pages. Of 80s. Are, but how many of them are from outlets you recognize? Let's see. I'm going to go through just the eighties and see how many I recognize. I think there's one that I recognized in the eighties. Uh, one, two, two total. Who's VGC? No idea. Yeah. Two that I know who are. What, what were the two? Uh, Dex, Dex, Dexerto. I've seen that one just pop up enough, but the other one, one screen rant. I just know them from movie stuff that I look at in movie news. Okay. Yeah. Um, So interesting. I mean, IG and Italia though, you guys differed quite a bit. Oh yeah, that's true. They, did they give an eight? eight 79. 79. Okay. Well, they also use a different point scale, so I don't know if they're. I mean, even that rounded down, that'd still be a seven. So exactly. But I could see a seven. 
I know people who gave sevens and I'm like, okay, I get that. Uh, that that's fine. Um, but I sort of, I think if you gave it a seven, you should probably expect more from your games. That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, so the, 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 the problems with it, if you liked the fluid combat in, uh, the Arkham series, it does not have that. It's actually a very stripped down and not smooth at all combat system. It doesn't have the counter system. So you know where you would tap the Y button or triangle to block a blow and then hit them back and all that. Yep. That's gone, which is crazy to me. Mm. Um, it, um, it doesn't have uh, a good story. Okay, see, that's one thing I was wondering about because like, yeah. is that one almost like, I wondered now with the reviews and the combat, just kind of heard yeah. some things that I don't want to go through. Like somebody puts together the YouTube video, the entire story. Is it not worth even like the story? No, it's not worth the story. Don't okay. I had heard YouTube. different things that like the story actually was one of the better pieces. No, of. it's really not dude. It's really not like basically the story is like the most predictable thing ever. Like, you know, you know, every twist and turn, like right when they do it. Uh, there's some stuff I could, I don't think people in the chat want to be spoiled on this game, but, no. but there's something I could tell you right now that they foreshadow so much all the way throughout the game that you're like, dude, please don't do that. Don't do this thing. I know you're going to do. And then when they do it, you're like, God damn it. Why did they do <laughs> it was that? one of those where um, you're like, I could see this coming from a mile away. Yeah, you can see it coming a mile away. Uh, every reveal is super obvious. And it also has this thing where like the court of owls is supposed to be the main villain in the game. And they are, terrible they're like just like the most like limp villain ever they basically just do nothing to stop you like you find out that they exist and then you just dismantle them like without resistance really is there even it's like, like a not, leader of the court of owls that you there's need? a leader but the leader that you know it's it's somebody that doesn't really have a whole lot of uh Take the it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the reveal is sort of stupid and and that person doesn't do anything really to stop you. Like it just doesn't ever feel like a real threat, which is crazy. Mm. Um, and then, you know, the, the other parts that are wrong with it are like the balancing and the RPG systems. And it's just a mess of a game, man. And, and it feels like they wanted to make art, the Arkham series multiplayer. So they made all of these sacrifices to do it. And then that sort of didn't work out. And now we ended up with just this, half-assed game and it 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 really bothered me because i really wanted to like this game and i the arkham games are some of my favorite games of all time they're also some of my favorite batman stories so even just from like a storytelling perspective i was really hopeful about this game um and it's just it was just a complete letdown man mm. really just a letdown so uh i do not recommend playing this game i gave it a five which is mediocre uh and uh i'm sad about that because i really like the arkham games so yeah, it's like also, I, it runs like a dog. Oh my god, that game is bad. Like in terms of its, I have heard like the consoles are definitely struggling to keep thirty at even times. On PC, even at PC, it doesn't keep it forty. If you have a twenty eighty Ti like I do, it like I was like, oh, well, I mean, even Paris Lily said he had a forty ninety brand new card of you put that thing in Destiny. It's like hundred and forty four fourteen forty. It just like runs like a champ. This he said he struggled to have sixty consistently, like fifty seventy, like. It was not just even yeah. locked 60 on damn near the best rig that you can put together right now. And even even if you even if you are locked at that frame rate, even if you get close, it doesn't feel like you get close because it has really bad frame times. Hey, oh, like so, frame pacing. Yeah, the frame pacing, frame time. Yeah. So like it it'll look like it's 60, but then it'll it'll hitch. Yep. And the game crashes all the time. Oh, so good. like when that happens. 
like I had this bug happen to me a couple times where the frame rate would drop into the teens for like 45 seconds. And then after 45 seconds, it would just crash. Just like the game would just brick and you'd have to just reload it. You're That's... like, oh my God, dude, like what is happening? So it's brutal, man. It I, it sucks to, to see it, but um, I think this was a tortured game. Ubisoft, or, uh, WB Games Montreal has not made a game since 2013, yeah. uh, nine years, and that was Arkham Origins. And I think the reason that it took them nine years to get this game out the door is because whether it was the they pivoted the game or they had to transition it off of the old consoles or whatever problems were going on, I think this was a it was in development hell, and I think that it was do or die have to get this game out this year and. Unfortunately, I, I think it came out way before they should have released it. So I was like, that's some people those... like Origins. I think Origins is pretty mid, personally. I think it's like I six. hear it's kind of the low of the four. Like even yeah, people said like Arkham Knight. Lower. Like yeah. people like typically City or Asylum as usually one of their favorites. Knight, I feel like was probably three, but I always heard Origins was kind of like the weak one of it. Yeah, Origins is definitely the weakest. I wanted favorite. to ask because yeah, I was like Skill upset it, and uh, Data Butcher in the chat was basically mentioning. A whole gear system in this game. Yep. Like, you feel like this had a different vision, and then you like they had to shift, but still use what was somewhat there. I, like, it doesn't I feel think, like. I think not only did it have a separate vision for how it was supposed to be. I agree with the assessment. It's supposed to be a live service game. Obviously, I don't talk about that in my review because it's not my job to speculate when I'm yeah. just assessing the quality of something. But um, I think it still is a live service game. Or at least I think it would have if today went better for them. You and think the today think, almost hurt? Because there's something coming I, in I, like I a month, they, right? There's they, the four, four player. Yeah, but that's a separate mode. It's not yeah. part of the campaign. I think there was a question mark on this game of and maybe live service and support. And I don't think that's going to happen now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll they'll stick with it and they'll have a comeback story. I don't think that's been WB's history with the, the games they, they put out. Um, but I the reason I think that is because there's this thing called the crime board where there are uh, case files and each of them are not related to the main story. There's the main story one right in the middle, but then there's extra boards and they have cases. And one is like, Ooh, what, what's Harley Quinn up to? We have to stop her. And one is like, Oh, what's Mr. Freeze up to? We have to start him, stop him. And you're like, Oh, this is interesting. These are basically strikes. They're multi-part mm -hmm. strikes where you go through like four or five different little strikes. And at the end you get a conclusion and you're like, oh, cool. So they're like little mini side stories that other villains that we're trying to take down. Yeah. And at the very beginning, you get two of them. You get Harlequin and Mr. Freeze. And then later you get a third one and you're like, oh, it's starting to happen. We're unlocking more. I won't spoil who the third one is, but it's pretty cool. And then they stop. And there's only three case files. And you're like, wait, what? There's only three. And then you see that there's a whole other board that has nothing on it. And so you're like, oh, like yeah. they were planning on adding case files to this sense. game and like making it so there was like new content posting up and on. And and it. uh, It no, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Or if it did, I think it wasn't the plan. But I think people who write that, that it seems like a live service game, that's very astute. I also think e, I think there is a zero percent chance that this game was not developed with four players in mind. And I think that they had to cut it because it runs terribly. And I don't think that they could have handled it technically, but everything in the game four playable characters, all the advertisements are four people standing yeah. together and the game's two players. It's always... two player co-op. It's crazy to me. Yeah. 
That's so that one's kind of striking that you couldn't have like the whole squad play together. It's, and they are going to now put that in a month later. But, but it's it not is... it's not it's a separate game mode that you pick from the main menu. Right. It's, it's not, not part of the campaign, it's not part right. of the campaign. I don't even know if you can bring your character into it. Uh, and in any case, like I, I I'll be honest, IGN gave me four copies for this game. Yeah, IGN thought it was a four player game. Everyone did. I, yeah. I talked to Destin. He was like, hey, we're going to do a live stream where you need you, me and two other people. Like we were planning like four player events for this game. And then we got the code and I booted it up and I was like, oh, I've got four people in line. Let's start a party. And then we were like, wait, is this game two player? We, we should have known that because it's on the website. And I think we covered that in IGN first, but just like no one involved in the review knew. And so it was just kind of a funny moment. But it, it's just bizarre that that game isn't four player. It really, it really tickles me. It's kind of crazy. So, hmm. anyway, bad game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reviews, but yeah, when you see the average between all three platforms is sub seventy, it's just, it's, it's missing something. You said there can be outliers on both ends and stuff like that. I mean, there's a forty nine on here who actually is one stage below you, barely. Oh, there's a forty on PlayStation. There's a four. There's a four from a four. Uh, I think Game GameSpot. I think gave it a four out of five or a four out of ten. I'm missing yeah. what platforms, but yeah, it's like there's yeah, there's there's ones that are lower than me. That yep. usually happens. I always come in thinking that I'm going to be the harshest review, and then it turns out that somebody hated it more than me, which is always surprising. Uh, I gave uh, Postal Four a two, and I was like, oh, for sure, I'm the lowest review. And then GameSpot gave it a one, and I, I mean... was like, you guys. <laughs> I it know. may it probably it, should have been at that point, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. always tough. I don't know. I, I can't I need to reread what our definition of a one is, but I kind of remember it being like like this game basically doesn't function, and I, I don't think that that's true of, of Postal 4. It's just a really, really, really bad game. Mm. But, yeah. Well, I will say on a, a positive note, I've also been playing Vampire Survivors. Nice. That game is it's free on Game Pass, the early preview and I think right? three dollars on steam or something yeah it's like it officially launched 1.0 today and it might be four or five dollars on steam if you want a fun just twin stick with actually surprising amount of depth i will be honest like there's more to it than i thought there was it is a like worth every bit of five dollars when other games out here are not and it's like it's not always about the fancy world and not like you know it's just a fun game uh, yeah, I was like, if you have a Steam Deck, it probably could not be made. There's probably not a better game for a Steam Deck than that. Like, probably runs like nice. a champ. Um, I got two Steam Decks. I'm gonna play it twice. Vampires, yeah, that's a fun one. That launched for 1.0 today, so that was that was good. But yeah, yeah I mean, I Brian Altano said that that was 3.99. Really good. Yep, 3.99, three bucks. It's beautiful. Yeah, that is that is the easiest four dollars you'll ever spend. And at first, you're like, oh, this feels a little slow. And then after a few runs, you get into one where it's just like you have a lot of upgrades and chaos is going on. And it's just it's it's just amazing and hilarious to watch at the same time. And there's a, a demo I played with Steam Neckfest called Soulstone Survivors, which is like a kind of high higher res version of Vampire Survivors. So if they can get the depth because the demo only went so far, but if they can get the depth to that game, the vampire has, then that'll actually be a really fun one, too. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, that is all I got, uh, man. Yeah, I'll pitch. Uh, um, I also reviewed a game a couple weeks ago that went live on Monday, uh, mm-hmm. A Plague Tale Requiem. 
That's um, right. I've heard which, better things. Yeah. I haven't played the first one. I still want to kind of work through you that before I jump the into first that. One. It will surprise you. So it was made by a very small studio that got backing from like a third tier publisher. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, home focus home interactive oh yeah yeah, okay. um yeah which you know they make all the weird games that are like clearly like you know shoestring budget but what's cool is that they're they're trying to sort of re they said they were inspired by like naughty dog and last of us and that sort of stuff and it plays very much like that sort of game but with a much more kind of a humble budget and and design um the first one's very cool it gets really weird and then the sequel goes, hey, did you think the first one was weird? Buckle up, boyos. We're going extra weird on this one. It's quite fun. I gave it an 8 out of 10, uh, which is great. Um, and I had a lot of fun playing that game. Nice. Um, I've heard pretty yeah, solid that, stuff about that one. Yeah, that one's really good. And then I've got some other stuff coming up I can't talk about. And uh, my next review is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Oh, that I was out, actually, right? That one is out, so I was supposed to get my review up before the game came out. Yeah. But the day I started reviewing it, somebody at IGN had uh, personal life stuff they had to take care of, and I had to step in to review Gotham Knights. I was not originally slated for that review. That's so okay. I, ha I had to put down Ghostbusters and start Gotham Knights, and so I'm going to be re-picking back up uh, Ghostbusters today, and um, I'll have a review for it. I am allowed to talk about it because the embargo is lifted. I'll say my initial impressions are it's not great, it uh, is an asymmetrical game where four people play Ghostbusters and one person plays the ghost. And it's basically a, a game of hide and seek. Yeah, It's got balance problems. It's got bugs. It's got a story that so far hasn't really wowed me. So I'll have more to say on that later. But my initial impressions are, eh. So, that's, yeah. that's me. Asymmetric's tough. Those have always struggled, it seems like, from what I've gathered. Well, chat, you guys have been fun. Um, I know it wasn't all a Destiny show, but that's why I kind of feel like it was worth putting in the front because we both had some opinions about other things we wanted to talk about and kind of get off our chest. So outside of the small group of people that watch me play Scorn on Twitch, I figured I'd let you guys know that. Yeah, it's just it's OK. Go watch like a spoiler review or something like that, and you'll get more out of 20 minutes if you really care. But it's not worth it, in my opinion. And apparently Gotham Knights is. Only if you're really got to be diehard Batman, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, even diehard Batman fans like Greg Miller are saying don't play it. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yep. Well, yeah, Travis, let them know. Um, I know you just literally said you got your review, but you got anything yeah, else you want to say? Reviews. Follow me on Twitter, Tiger Travis, and love y'all. As nice for me, out with you, E. Yeah, absolutely. Just two-man show. Cog should be back next week, we think. That is the plan, at least. So we will see. Um, but other than that, yeah, Destiny is in the middle of festival right now. So we will hopefully see Cog back next week and get his thoughts, amongst other things. But yeah, there will be game releases happening very frequently right now. And I'm hearing people getting early impressions of God of War coming up. I'm really pumped to play that one. That's probably my biggest ah, one next. I can't talk about God of War, but... All right, everybody, you know where to find me. It is Ebontis, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Cog, we know you're out there lost in the metaverse, but we'll hopefully find you and reel you back to reality next week. But for this episode, it has been... The last, the last word. word.